Lucio Aguilar, the boy's sister. Now pull up on the reins here, son. We're, we're, we're going to hand this case to the prosecution, and we're going to let the Colombians mop up Colombia, which means she'll disappear, sir, for good. We're a homeland security. You know we can't go off rescuing Honduran kids in Colombia. Look, the, the boy is packed with his father. That's a career cap. Take it and move on. See that you're uh, you're going down that of a train somehow, under that discretionary. Keep it under ten grand.
I want to thank you all. Good evening, everybody. I didn't have enough gap out there. All right, so that was part of the um, the the movie, The Sound of Freedom. I'm gonna talk a little bit about that here in a minute. I'm glad that you joined me tonight for this podcast. It's 7:25:23, and we're gonna take the Word of God and apply it to current events. And we're gonna look at Second Kings chapter 17. I know that I've already covered it, verses 7 through probably verse 23. I've already covered that before a few weeks ago, Um, but it's still relevant. So we're going to go back through that and kind of analyze the movie, the current movie, Sound of Freedom now, and and, um, hold it up to the scriptures here in 2 Kings. Uh, But before we do that, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you for today. Thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for what you've done for us, what you've given us. Pray that you would help us to live for you, help us to serve you. Pray that you would be with me. Help uh, Forgive me of my sins where I failed you, uh, where I've disobeyed or I've fallen short, Lord. Um, Or maybe mistreated uh, someone around me, whatever the case is. I know that I've done things that, that are disappointing. Lord, I pray that, that won't that you'll forgive me for that. Help me to, to do better the next time. Help me to uh, to be a good example for you, uh, to others around me, and to my family. And help those that are listening to do the same. Help us to surrender to you. Help us to follow your will. Uh, in our life, whatever the case is, whatever you have us to do, help us to stand for the fatherless and the widows. Help us to stand for those that are in need that can't help themselves like you told us. James one twenty seven is pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to help the fatherless and the widow in their time of need and to be unspotted from the world. Pray that you bless the podcast here and help us to share it with others, share your word, and to be that that city on a hill that can't be hid, that light that cannot be hid for you. Help us to be that salt of the earth. Help us to be that sting that the people need to uh, wake them up to the truth. We we'll give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, one thing I noticed about my last podcast episode 109 this is episode 110 episode 109 did not load we had the live stream and it was I think it was an hour long somewhere around there if I remember right but then the when I published the episode to the podcast it only downloaded seven or five minutes so the podcast, if you're in the live stream, you got the whole, all of episode 109, but if you go to the podcast, that's only first the first five minutes. So I do not know what happened. Some sort of glitch. Um, so hopefully that does not happen this time. 
if it was because I went over an hour, it would have probably only, you'd think it would cut off in an hour and you have the whole hour. So what, it, I don't, it wasn't a timer. But anyway, hopefully that doesn't happen now. All right, so the sound of freedom has been causing a stir lately with Jim Caviezel. He's playing Tim Ballard. Uh, Tim Ballard was a CIA agent, and he decided to quit his job and then go start rescuing kids on his own. And he went after a single in this in the story that's portrayed going after a single girl and he was able to rescue the brother and then went after the girl and he could not go any further without having to quit this CIA Homeland Security I think what it was in the movie anyway but he had to quit that to be able to go further and actually rescue that particular child and it's based on a true story Tim Ballard has done that does that in real life operation underground railroad is what he does and he's saved I think it's about 5,000 kids now up to this point so he's been going and having undercover stings and capturing pedophiles and the sex traffickers child traffickers He's been doing that for about 12 years. So that's what the movie's about. And so he has been doing that. That's what he's um, been up to. So they were able to try to make the movie The Sound of Freedom to kind of wake the public up. And it was actually completed five years ago. And it, they weren't able to release it, so I've heard until now, because of all the pushback that they had, Hollywood blocked them from releasing it, and then they had to, so no one would air it, no theaters or anything would air it then, and so they had to raise enough money or publicity, I don't know exactly what the case was, but for five years they weren't able to release it. But now we're able to release it, and they're only releasing it in the theaters. So they've gotten more attention on the movie now than they expected. And I believe it's doing better than the Oppenheimer or the Barbie movie. The Barbie movie, that's just, in my opinion, it's stupid to have a Barbie movie. Um, it's just woke. I think that's the word I should use. It's just woke from what I can tell. That's what most Hollywood movies are anyway, nowadays. Um, so, I took my wife out on a date. And we went to the theaters to see The Sound of Freedom. To see what all the fuss was about. Uh, what I had heard before watching the movie was that the critics were saying it's all this... Um, hype for nothing because he only rescued one child and he was at the one child so what, what was the point of that and so we watched the movie and I say it was uh, it's a good movie there's nothing 
um, obscene in it, but it gets the point across. And that's, I think, the intentions was to expose the child trafficking and kind of give you a um, understanding of their, um, the, what's the word, not the program, but their layout, their operations, how they actually, how they would go after a child, kidnap the child, make money on the child, and so on. And I'm not going to give you all the details of the movie. You're going to have to go watch it. But it was nothing I didn't know already. And so it was, it was a good movie. The layout was good. And it was it's good for those that are just now waking up. And it would be good for them to see, I guess, if they've been oblivious to human trafficking. Now, the thing, the sting, um, of course, is out of the country out of the United States of America but the thing is that the demand for the children the demand for them is in the United States of America so kind of the point was that they're taking foreign children and then selling them to Americans that's kind of the point so it did get that across um, so that's the thing. It still didn't. It did not. It did not go to. It's it's um. It's a teaser, I guess I should say, is that it's a teaser because it, it it's a good starting point to get your eyes open to the reality of human trafficking. I mean that's why the southern border is open. I and I did that. I think episode eighty nine covered the border. And the fact that they're trafficking humans. And then I think five or six episodes when I covered Second Kings 17. Earlier, I covered the, the, the human trafficking then also. But it does not, it's, it's it, it, it just skims the surface of what act is actually going on. And, but it it's good to get somebody started with headed the right direction and kind of you know get kind of get a handle on what's going on um, but it didn't cover the the satanic aspect the satanic cult it didn't cover that it didn't cover the sacrificing of children none of that just the trafficking of children and so it doesn't, it's not the end all be all for a, an awakening. That's a good start though, I think. So that's about what I got to say. Then I got something, another clip of uh, remarks from Jim Caviezel I'll play at the end. So well, let's go to Second Kings chapter 17 right now. And here's the thing. Is that God told his people to obey him, to follow him, keep his commandments. And he gave us, his people, a set of rules to follow. Well, his people are not doing it. And so there's consequences for disobeying. And when you sway, you alter your 
path or your direction from following God and you get off the straight and narrow, you start follow, doing demonic things. And so this is what God's people were doing. They started following after the gods of the, uh, of the land, gods of the earth, instead of the living God, the creator. And like we covered in previous podcasts about the uh, Georgia Godstones, um, that's a monument, a satanic monument that I was able to go to and I prayed over it. And it was actually, and I wasn't the only one, but people were able to pray over it, call it out, expose it. And I don't know how it happened, but it, I'm giving the credit to God that it was destroyed. Um, but it's all, all of this ties into the transhumanism, trying to merge humans with robots and trying to ascend to the place of God with technology. That's what transhumanism is, taking technology and put and merging with humans to take God's position pretty much is what it is and all this is tied together with the one world order and with these elites trying to take power with the um, them poisoning the elites poisoning the people with in the air with the water and with the COVID shots the uh, bioweapon COVID uh, COVID-19 is a bioweapon and was deliberately released to poison people but also to scare them because it was a non-lethal then it scared them to taking the lethal injection the COVID-19 shot and we're still um, dealing with that and it's all working together you notice it's an agenda to uh, depopulation they like the Georgia Guidestone said to keep the population to 500 million well there's what like almost eight billion people on the earth and they want it to depopulate down to 500 million well these shots and you need to go listen to Edward Down and get his book the calls unknown um, because he's an analyst a numbers guy he was in the stock market and he's an expert in that realm and analytics and such and he started recording the, especially in the UK, it's hard. They're, they're blocking all the data, real data from us in the US, but you're, he was able to go to the UK and get some data and accurate data on insurance, actuaries, all cause mortality. And we know that data we were able to get here in the US was showing a 40% all cause deaths. Um, 40% that is catastrophic so I think some of that includes uh, disabilities and that's the reason why we every single store that you go to has a now hiring sign that's because they are disabled from the shot and were not able to work anymore they had to take disability they had to claim their insurance or they died and the family had to claim the insurance on them 
and that's 40%. Now, think about that. The workforce, say the workforce has got 40%. Um, I mean, that's like, that's 150 million people in the United States that have died or been put on disability. Um, we've got, according to the VAERS data, almost like four and a half million people that have died. You know, VAERS is 1% of the reporting, and you know, it's all suppressed, but it's, it's impossible to get away from it because, um, almost every single person knows someone that has either died from the shot or has been damaged from the shot. Every time I pull up my web browser up, there's three or four celebrities that have died. There's a sudden death, died suddenly or injured. Uh, for example, one's Jamie Foxx, and he's not dead, but he's been damaged. He was silent. He just spoke out, and he still didn't say what happened, but you could tell he's he was very sick. DeMar Hamlin died on the football field and they revived him. And I mean, that's happening at an alarming rate and it's happening with athletes. I saw one yesterday, an athlete died. Uh, who was it? Um, man, he was wrong to my tongue. LeBron James, no. So got I can't remember. It was a basketball player's son that was at USC had a heart attack while he was practicing, and he's like twenty something years old. I can't remember his name. Uh, but anyway, it's, it's happening all the time. They're trying to suppress it, but there's so many people. I mean, that's why our uh, supply chain is still not back to normal because the lockdowns of 2020. That shifted that, um, devastated it. But then on top of that, once they released the shots, it started killing and disabling people. So we still haven't got our supply chain up. I mean, I go to, for example, I went to um, my truck, needed brakes. I wore the front brake pads out, so I needed the rotors turned. And... I used to do that for a living. I'd turn brake rotors, replace brake shocks, tires, whatnot. I managed a tire and brake shop and in Greenville, South Carolina. And I did that all the time. I don't had a brake lathe in shop. So I went to like AutoZone, Advance, O'Reilly's um, in Jasper, Alabama and not a single one of them had a brake lathe that was usable. Two of them said, no, we don't do that anymore. And then one of them had the brake lathe and said, no, it doesn't work. It'll cut one side right, then the other side, when you mic it, is off. Well, I mean, if, so it, what if you let me go back there and look at the machine, see if I can fix it? You're going to let me turn my rotors? And as they had to talk to the manager about that, uh, no, we can't do that. It's a liability. And it's like, okay, I understand. And so we're going to have a talk with them. And 
with our, he said, a manager or somebody, a regional manager, somebody's going to be in there today. I said, all right, we have a talk with them. Make sure you bring up the brick lathe and tell them they need to fix it. And I'm going to call you back and uh, check on it. It's like nobody's wants to work or that's there. They're being lazy. And nobody wants to do a good job anymore. Um, kind of just like in a daze, but you've got, so when I went, there was only like two people in one store, two people in the other store working. And so it's like, everything's working half at 50% or less. And so it's just terrible. Um, but that's, that's like in every case so if you go to every, any kind of store or service or something it's, it's not op fully operational anymore like it used to be but it's all on purpose it's all deliberate um, so I kind of went off on a chasing a rabbit there but the elites the globalists the, the Klaus Schwab and Yuval Noah Harari are talking about taking control over humans, merging with technology, which is transhumanism. Yuval Noah Harari says that there is no God in the sky. Um, we're going to be our own gods in the cloud. We're going to connect to the cloud and we're going to run our own life. But then he says that humans are useless eaters. Um, copying... Hitler didn't Hitler say that um, just useless eaters and so they decided to get rid of the useless eaters because we're taking up precious real estate on the in the earth that they want well Yoval Noah Harari is saying the same thing so, but they're human he's a human Klaus Schwab is a human um, all these elites are humans these globalists are humans so why what how do they gain anything by destroying humanity, so you'd at looking at that, they want to destroy humanity. You know, it's not a human idea. They got to be getting it from somewhere else, and of course, the Bible tells us where they're getting it from. They're getting it from the devil, and so all these ideas and plans to get rid of humanity or merge them with these with technology is all demonic, and. So there's a that supernatural force that's pushing them to this agenda because the devil wants to destroy God's people. The devil wants to destroy uh, God's image. If you go back to Genesis uh, chapter one, verse twenty-seven, he says that, and he made them male and female. He created them in the image of God he made him them male and female and the devil as Peter says uh, I can't remember exactly first Peter uh, chapter 2 I think or chapter 3 uh, he says that the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour so then the devil's intentions are to destroy humanity 
So he's taken humans to carry out his will. So you say Hitler, the uh, Nazi, the Socialist Party there. So now we got a Socialist Party today wanting to get rid of humans. Uh, the communist, Marxist, fascist, and they're taking our. They've overthrown our government here in the United States, and you know and they make it look like you can vote. They make you look like there's a Republican Party. They make it look like there's a Democratic Party, a Democrat Party, but there, there is no Republic, Republican Party or Democratic Party. It's a uniparty, and the uniparty is working for the globalists. And the globalists are working for the devil. And they're wanting to take away the freedoms of God's people. Now we know if you study history, the truth, and look back at our history and go to places, physical places with monuments that they wrote the history down in stone. Um, well, I guess you'd have to look for ones that they didn't tear down in the summer of love. Anyway. You see, go back, find some old history books. You see that our country was was a it started as a Christian country. When the pilgrims came over, they left tyrannical rule to serve God and worship God according to their convictions. When they landed on this continent, they met Indians, and they did not steal the land from the Indians. They made deals with the Indians, and they bought land from the Indians. They worked together with the Indians, and they helped each other out initially. Now, of course, there were hostile tribes, and then there was hostile colonists, hostile Europeans, and wanted to steal and take advantage. I mean, why do you think we left England? Get away from King George. He was stealing land from the Indians and he was stealing land from the pilgrims. And, you know, we kind of fought a war, you know, try to kick them out. And anyway, we've been dealing with this for a long time. It goes back even further than that. If you'll go to 2 Kings chapter 17, and we're going to read that. So what we're dealing with right now is the devil trying to destroy God's people, but specifically the children and he's targeting the children second Kings 17 verse 7 for so it was that the children of Israel had sinned against the Lord their God which had brought them up out of the land of Egypt from under the hand of Pharaoh king of Egypt and had feared other gods and walked in the statutes of the heathen whom the Lord cast out from before the children of Israel and of the kings of Israel which they had made. And the children of Israel did secretly those things that were not right against the Lord their God. And they built them high places in all their cities, from the tower of the watchman to the fenced city. And they set them up images and groves in every high hill and under every green tree. And there they burnt incense in all the high places, as did the heathen, whom the Lord carried away before them and wrought wicked things to provoke the Lord to anger. For they served idols whereof the Lord had said unto them, Ye shall not do this thing. Yet the Lord testified against Israel and against Judah by all the prophets. 
and by all the seers, saying, Turn ye from your evil ways, and keep my commandments and my statutes, according to all the law which I commanded your fathers, and which I sent to you by my servants the prophets. Notwithstanding, they would not hear, but hardened their necks like to the neck of their fathers. They did not believe in the Lord their God, and they rejected his statutes and his covenant that he made with their fathers and his testimonies which he testified against them, and they followed vanity and became vain and went after the heathen that were round about them concerning whom the Lord had charged them that they should not do like them. And they left all the commandments of the Lord their God and made them molten images, even two calves, and made a grove, and worshipped all the host of heaven, and served Baal. And they caused their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire, and used divination and enchantments, and sold themselves to do evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. That's verse 17. They decided to disobey God and decided to go after the idols of the land and create their own images and groves and worship demons in high places. That's what the Georgia Guidestones was. was a high place and a, uh, an idol, a sacrificial altar to the devil on the highest place in Eberton County, Georgia. And there's others around that are put up in secrecy and they're dedicated to the devil. And that's what God's people are doing. Instead, they've turned their back on God. Now it's making God angry and it's provoking him to anger. Especially the fact that they're taking the sons and daughters and making them pass to the fire using divination and enchantments. So they're going after the witches, witchcraft, sorcery, and these wizards, and they're um, using spells, sorcery to talk to demons, to talk to the the, the the evil supernatural realm because so we know there's there's angels there's heavenly divine beings that God created then there's the demons that he cast out of heaven because they disobeyed those are the demons and a lot of people get confused and and, and think they they don't see the dangers of trying to communicate with them you know, God said not to use enchantments, not to use divinations, not to operate any sorcery or witchcraft. And he actually said to kill witches. And that's what God did. He destroyed these evil people because of that they followed after demonic things. It's very ungodly. But we have people in government now doing this, worshiping Molech, worshiping Baal, uh, 
you know, Obama's still running it, but while he was in office officially, he had brought a group of uh, a satanic, um, it's a coven, but I don't remember what their name was, but it was a group of like 20 to 30 people. They were a satanic group, brought them into the White House, and they had a seance in the White House while Obama was, you know, taking up the, the, the seat of president. And they've done things similar to that since then. Uh, o, o Biden has, for Christmas, they had the Baphomet up on the hearth for Christmas. Baphomet is the goat head and the Illuminati, the Satan worshiping rituals. And so, you know, a lot of those elites that are, t that have, you know, hijacked government positions, they all worship the devil. So it's ultimately, we're in a spiritual battle. We're fighting the devil. And there's not enough people that recognize that it's not actually these people like Klaus Schwab, Yoval Noah Harari, Bill Gates, Hillary Clinton, Obama. It's not actually these people, although they're being used by the devil, although they're his pawns, it's not actually them. They're guilty. Yeah, they're guilty, and they need the death penalty. Um, but it's actually the devil pulling the strings behind them. They're just puppets. But they still are going to suffer the consequences for taking those positions as puppets. They had a choice beforehand, you know, not to go that route. But now that they have, they have to suffer the consequences. So they caused their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire and use divination and enchantments and sold themselves to do evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. Therefore, the Lord was very angry with Israel and removed them out of his sight. There was none left but the tribe of Judah only. Also, Judah kept not the commandments of the Lord their God, but walked in the statutes of Israel, which they made. And the Lord rejected all the seed of Israel and afflicted them and delivered them into the hand of spoilers until he had cast them out of his sight. For he rent Israel from the house of David, and they made Jeroboam the son of Nebat king, and Jeroboam drove Israel from following the Lord and made them sin a great sin. For the children of Israel walked in all the sins of Jeroboam, which he did. They departed not from them until the Lord removed Israel out of his sight, as he said by all his servants, the prophets. So Israel was carried away out of their own land to Assyria unto this day. So we see that this event recorded where God cast his people out of their land because they disobeyed, because they followed after divinations and enchantments 
and they were sacrificing children on the altar of Baal. We have people doing that here. The people that have hijacked our country have green-lighted the abortion of 65 million babies. That's sacrificing babies to their altar of ideologies, corrupt institutions. Planned Parenthood was Margaret Sanger. Um, she's the head. Of, she founded the uh, Planned Parenthood, and it's actually a depopulation agenda. And they've been targeting blacks for decades to make sure that they abort their babies, and they don't. The, the black population doesn't override the white population, and that was their goal with Planned Parenthood. They're demonic people. If you scroll through Second Kings, go through Judges, First Kings, Second Kings, First Chronicles, Second Chronicles, you can see where all the judges mention and the kings mention, and you see those that, like I'm gonna back up to Second Kings chapter 15, and it says that. In the second year of Pekah, the son of Remaliah, king of Israel, began Jotham, the son of Uzziah, king of Judah, to reign. Twenty-five years old he was when he began to reign. He reigned sixteen years in Jerusalem. And his mother was Jerusha, the daughter of Zadok. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. He did according to all his father Uzziah had done. Howbeit the high places were not removed. The people sacrificed and burned incense still in the high places. And then you go and then you'll see a king where he began to reign. And it's actually in the following chapter. 20 years old was Ahaz when he began to reign. And he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. And did that which was right in the sight of the Lord his God like David his father. But he walked in the way of the kings of Israel, yea, and he made his son to pass through the fire according to the abominations of the heathen whom the Lord cast out from before the children of Israel. So you see this. You see the recorded. This king followed God, obeyed, and did that, obeyed his commandments. And you see this king did not obey and they made their children to pass through the fire and he goes back it was this constant back and forth ebb and flow rise and fall good kings bad kings good judges bad judges and uh god punished the wicked ones but you see that they're that they were fighting the good kings were always up against these sacrifices, these high places that were put up to worship the devil, worship Molech, um, Ashtaroth, Baal, um, all these different gods, and Egyptian gods, Canaanite gods, Amorite gods, the Malachite gods, and so on. You know, any every other god is is you know demonic. And that's what people don't understand. God is God. He's a creator. He's holy, just, righteous. And he deserves all of our 
allegiance, our worship, our praise, because he, he's the creator. All other gods are uh, inferior, and they're all demonic. And so, if you're if you're talking to anybody, if you're trying if you're trying to do yoga um, for health, you're actually summoning demons into your body, and you're worshiping in these high places. The high place, anything you put before God, is a high place. So this meditation crap, um, like yoga, uh, is putting something before God and it's actually a, an allegiance to the devil and there's a lot of things in our society now that are do, that, that are doing that putting things before God the one of the biggest things you know this is like this child trafficking human trafficking uh, sacrificing children has been in secret but now we're exposing it. And it's obviously, you know, most people would say that's demonic, that's wrong, that's ungodly. But something a little more subtle, but yet just as potent would be sports. And like football. Um, football is an idol and people worship football. And they have been worshiping football, and that they put all of their money, all of their time. They won't put ten minutes into sitting into in a worship service in a church, but they'll spend three hours on cold, on concrete bleachers in a blizzard to watch a football game. Do you see the problem there? No devotion to God, but they'll devote it to anything else, and so it's taking the place on God's day. You know, as Christians, you know, when Christ res was resurrected on Sunday, Sunday became the day of worship instead of the Sabbath because Jesus was resurrected on Sunday. And that's why we worship on Sunday instead of Saturday. And the Lord told us to, to have a day of rest, and that's the day of rest, that we worship Him. Six days shalt thou work, and on the seventh you shall rest. And that's why we do it that way. But, it's, again, we've taken sports and put them in the place of God. God is not giving any the, the time of day for worship or respect or for reverence. And we've gotten to the point where our country is, is sacrificing children to the altars, to, sacrificing them to Baal. And... It says, they set them images and groves in every high hill under every green tree. They burnt incense in all high places and did as did the heathen whom the Lord carried away before them and wrought wicked things to provoke the Lord to anger because they served idols where that the Lord had said unto them, you shall not do this thing. So we actually have physical high places. Georgia Guidestone was an example. We actually have idols. We actually have a show. It's called American Idol. Where people want all the attention on them. They want people to worship them because of their talent. Who gave you that talent anyway? So we're going to have to, we have to correct these things. 
We have to call out and expose these things. The movie The Sound of Freedom does that to a degree, but not completely, not all the way. It would be it's a good movie to watch, and it's good for to help uh, someone who's been asleep that has the scale over their eyes, the wool over their eyes, maybe kind of help ease them in to the reality of people sacrificing babies on altars and drinking their blood. I think that's a good place to start, probably. To, you know, work them in slowly. But you've got to put on the whole armor of God before you're able to even handle something like that. I was talking to someone yesterday, and I had put a flyer on his door, and he contacted me. And he's like, well, I got nothing to do with church. I don't care about church. And I had a bad experience. And I'm in a secret society now. And I've taken an oath uh, in a secret society. So that's what I'm just keeping an open mind. And that's the way to go. Something like that. And so I've learned that he was part of the Freemasons. Um, I don't know what degree he's in, but I'd already dealt with one in church. And the thing is, the Illuminati controls the Freemasons now. The Freemasons might have been okay at the beginning, but is definitely not now. The lower levels aren't connected with the higher levels because the higher levels are full-blown Satan worship. But the lower levels are deacons in church. But they're still being used. They cause discord in the church because... For example, you go to a deacon board and you want to try to get something done in the church. You need materials bought or you need, say you need a lawnmower for church, but then you've got a deacon saying, no, we can't spend that money. And that wouldn't be smart to do that. Let someone else, let uh, Freddie take his lawnmower to church and mow the grass when it would be better for the church to have its own equipment. That's just an example. But anyway... So you take that Mason, he's just causing conflict in the church just to stir things up. You know, the word, the Bible says how good and how blessed it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Well, there's conflict because somebody in the church who's saying they are dedicated to God and they're a servant of the Lord is making secret oaths in a secret society to a secret, in a secret platform in a secret mode with secret leaders making secret compacts and it's all demonic but they don't even see it they, they don't realize it they don't recognize it and it's a huge problem so I spoke with that guy a little bit about the, the uh, Masons but he kind of shut up or shut me out uh, of it after um, giving him a couple of examples of what the higher levels do and he what he didn't he told me I was walking on thin ice and I said no actually I'm not I'm standing on the chief cornerstone the uh, the firm foundation the solid rock Jesus Christ the righteous and he didn't like that he didn't respond so anyway we're in a battle that's a spiritual battle 
You got to be ready. You got to put on the whole armor of God. You got to be able to respond, respond, be in season, instant, in season, and out of season. I don't know if you hear it, but there's a mouse behind me disrupting my podcast. I don't know if you you can hear it squealing, but apparently it got trapped and it's squealing. Anyway, it's kind of distracting me. Ah, but if it didn't disturb the podcast, I just disturbed it, didn't I? Anyway, I'm going to close out this podcast for almost at an hour. Uh, thank you for uh, participating. I'm going to end it with the uh, the uh, Jim, uh, with Jim Caviezel's remarks. Close it out with that. And thanks for listening for coming out and watching this movie. I'm guessing some of you are feeling sad, maybe overwhelmed, or even a sense of fear, which is understandable. But living in fear isn't how we solve this problem. It's living in hope. It's believing that we can make a difference because we can. But I want to make one thing clear. This movie you just watched isn't about me or Tim Ballard. It's about those kids. You know, Steve Jobs once said, the most powerful person in the world is the storyteller. Abraham Lincoln credited Harriet Stowe when she wrote Uncle Tom's Cabin. This powerful story inspired millions to rise up and fight against slavery. I think we can make Sound of Freedom, the Uncle Tom's Cabin of 21st century slavery. This film was actually made five years ago and wasn't released till now with every roadblock that you can imagine being tossed in the way. And the names you see here on the screen took a stand and they made sure this story could be shown to all of you. And now all of you have the opportunity to continue telling this story. We don't have big studio money to market this movie, but we have you. And the baton has now been passed to you. You are the storytellers that can get people to come see this film in theaters. When you come to a theater, you experience movies differently. There is no pause button. There are no distractions. We all have an experience as we watch the film together as a community. It makes it possible for strong messages like this one to take root. Sound of Freedom is a hero's tale, but I'm not talking about the character I play. It's the heroic brother and sister in this film that work to save each other. They are the true heroes. The most powerful person in this world is the storyteller. Together, we have a chance to make these two kids and the countless children that they represent the most powerful people in the world by telling their story in a way only the cinema can do. For a couple of months, while Sound of Freedom is in theaters, these kids can be more powerful than the cartel kingpins or presidents or congressmen or even tech billionaires. We believe this movie has the power to be a huge step forward toward ending child trafficking, but it will only have that effect if millions of people see it. Thanks for watching or listening. That's only a podcast right now. Follow me. Get in touch with me with Joshua Ministry 741 at gmail.com. Uh, I do have Facebook. It's Joshua Wayne Miller. Gab is Preacher Josh. 
Uh, Telegram is Joshua Wayne, and pretty much any platform you can find me. Follow follow me if you need to get a hold of me. If you have any prayer requests, um, just send it to that email that I mentioned. Follow me on Joshua Ministries, Joshua Family Ministries.wordpress.com, and I've got some stuff online there if you want to look at it. Thanks for listening. God bless.